you gotta handle the rock with flair and rhythm if you wanna be judged on wood grain and concrete courts in New York. This ain't no nickel and dime. It's dribbling dimes where scoring never looked this good. I guarantee it. But was your reputation built from the playground up? Or did you call next when they took that ish? Or cause you weren't as fast as police and ambulance sirens? Or as loud as Mr. Softy ice cream? No. You see, this is New York City hoops in prime time. As beautiful as the skyline, it's dribbling dimes. What's up, y'all? My name is Emilio the Poet. Yo, what's good? This is Manny Digital, and we're back with another quarantine episode of the Dribbling Dimes podcast. Today, we're going all the way out to Brooklyn. Uh, well, currently, that's that's where the situation is as far as this gentleman. Um, he was raised in Spanish Harlem, though, and during his playing days, he suited up for the All Hallows Gales. Uh, from there, he went on to play for Dowling College and also graduated from the institution, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he, he spent some time playing professionally in Puerto Rico. And when that was all said and done, actually returned to All Hollows, where I believe that was the beginning of your, your coaching career. Is that, is that right, sir? That's correct. Yeah, good. My, my facts are, are lining up here. Um, while there, he was the head coach, like I mentioned, but he also happened to coach a couple guys you might have heard here on Dribble and Dimes. Randy Williams, Marvin McCullough. And uh, most recently, Ronald Ramon have all done episodes with us. He's also was a teammate of Tony Childs. And we'll talk about the significance of Tony and his relationship over the years because uh, it's uh, quite an interesting story. Today, he happens to be the head coach at Bishop Lachlan. And I want to say you are the dean of admissions as well, correct? Yes, I'm the director of admissions there also. Oh, yeah. So if, if you know anything about the CHSAA, New York basketball, that voice is probably very familiar. With us today is Edwin Gonzalez. So what up, coach? What's up, and how you doing, man? Good afternoon. Forget about how we doing. How you doing? Because we know, uh, and I think it was the very first game of Lachlan's season this past season where you suffered a brain aneurysm. Is that is that correct? That's correct. Yes, on December third, I'll never forget that. So December how December third? Tell us a little bit about that. But I mean, let's let's start with how things are right now. Because I think anytime you hear brain aneurysm, it's very scary for anybody to come across and especially experience. How are you holding up right now? I I'm 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 blessed. I'm blessed to be talking you guys i'm blessed to be on the show and thank you for having me um but i feel good i, I feel really good i've been i say the story that i was quarantined before quarantine even started yeah um, the originator y'all the yeah. originator of this yeah. quarantine <laughs> so, I, so i had i had a long practice of it believe me right. um being in uh in in the hospital for for over three months wow. um so it was been a, an amazing uh interesting journey so far but I'm like I said, I'm blessed because I'm 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 healthy. Um, I'm back to normalcy, um, and I'm doing things that I even didn't do before. You know, I'm even working out a lot more now and everything like that. So, like I said, it's been a 
it's been a very interesting journey for me right now. But thank God that I'm here with you guys. When you when we jumped on originally, I I had mentioned you look like you just came fresh off of vacation. He's got he's got a glow about him, ladies and gentlemen. That uh, would 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 it, most people would confuse for a vacation. I know obviously you haven't been going anywhere. Um, tell tell us a little bit about that day, right? What you remember of the day that you actually suffered the aneurysm, and what is there an understanding as to what actually led to you having that happen? Well, yeah, it was um, it, it was very interesting because it was the last quarter. We was going back and forth and, you know, up two, down two, up three, back and forth. And I normally, I never sit down. So I'm normally coaching the sidelines and everything. But all of a sudden, I, I, I feel lightheaded. I feel, I don't, my body, you know, you, you, you got to listen to your body. And my body was saying something different, man. So I was in the sideline. Then all of a sudden, I sit down in the heart of the game. So my coaches knew that there was something wrong with me right off the bat. And then all of a sudden they look in my eyes, my eyes roll back and everything. And, uh, I, um, I'm not responsive to the way they, they was asking me questions and everything. So then the referees stopped the game at that point with a minute and 31 seconds left to go on the clock. Um, you know, and it's amazing because of the fact that, you know, earlier during the day, I was telling my daughter, it's my first game. I was like, I feel good about this game. Uh, this was, was fantastic. I'm like, you know, I felt good. I had a good night's sleep. I, I got up this morning to, to start off the, 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 the season and everything. And then I always talk to my daughter. She's always like, you know, my number one fan. And I, you know, share some things with her. And uh, then all of a sudden, I'm there. I'm coaching. Everything is okay. And then all of a sudden, like I said, around that time, minute and 31 seconds left and, and prior to that also you know i um i was not feeling that great and then all of a sudden they just they just stopped the game and everything so it was scary for everybody involved what do you think now in retrospect just looking back could have led to this brain aneurysm is there anything that doctors yeah. may have told you or you may have thought yeah i i you know what um i I guess this is a warning sign for myself that, you know, when, when I yell or when I, when I coach, when I get excitable, I get little headaches and everything. But because my days are so long at school, you know, when I got home, I was like, oh, you know, I just take a couple of aspirins and think it's just maybe because I didn't eat properly or anything like that, you know. Mm. So I think that was important. And then all of a sudden, you know, I mean, I'm overworked. I'm doing so much, you know, at school. And then I get home and I'm like, oh, okay. So I would take some aspirin. But, but this, these, these things, these signs will persist again and again, you know, and then when I start yelling and, and, and up and down and coaching and everything in my head, my, my pounding of my head, you know, and I'm like, oh, I just probably just getting a little, a little headache or something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, that and not eating properly, probably just added to everything. And, and what I tell young coaches now, or just coaches in general, man, listen to your body, listen, because of the fact that, those headaches that I thought was just headaches, that almost cost my life, <laughs> you know? And, and so, you know, you got to treat it. You got to, you know, you, 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 you got to go to the medics and you got to go to the, the doctors and all that other stuff, man. I mean, I mean, and I always did, but now it's like, it, this is so crazy how this all happened, man, because of the fact that, like I said, you got to listen to your body. Uh, um, 
um, you know, and you got to eat properly and everything. You got to do it the right way. Yeah. What What if anything have you changed about your day to day life since this this has happened to you? Um, definitely my diet. Um, you know. What, sure. what did you What did you stop doing? What when you say your diet, you obviously well, you have something in mind. You, you, you're more conscious now. You you're more conscious yeah. of what you put in your your your, your body. You're more conscious of, of what your body's saying to you. You know, I mean, I haven't had a headache yet since they had. I have a had a shunt. I have a shunt in my head, mm -hmm. so I haven't had a headache yet. You know, and and I have some stuff um, in in my body, some tubes and all that other stuff. And uh, you know, I I just been so conscious of everything that I do right now. You know, um, it's important. And I, I'm still afraid of the first time I, I, I would get a headache or if, if I am going to get a headache mm. or something like that, you know, what do I do? Yeah. You know, because I have something in my head, you know, um, a shunt and everything. But, uh, you know, those are the things that, you know, and you listen to your body, you know, and, and I'm more relaxed now. Um, don't get as excitable, you know, about a lot of things, you know, and just kind of one day at a time, you know, and just be blessed the fact that I'm still here. You know, and that's important to me. You know, my family, you know, has been great. And, uh, uh, you know, they show me how much they need me around. So it's like I don't need to the extra stuff anymore, you know. Yeah. Um, when, when we think about kind of how you got your start in basketball, well, I guess when you think about it, um, I'm, I'm curious because I'm always very intrigued, especially when you think back in, in time. I, I say when you compare – you know, the last, I don't know, five years, 10 years versus the 80s and 90s, it was a lot harder to get around, I feel like. There was a lot more to consider when you're moving around the city, right? You mm -hmm. know, you didn't have Uber. You had to rely on the trains. The trains were unreliable. <laughs> uh, there was a lot of danger, more so than I think in a lot of cases now. You commuted from Spanish Harlem to the Bronx for right. All Hollows. right. How, how do you end up leaving kind of your proverbial neighborhood to go pursue your, your high school education and ultimately basketball? Well, it, it was, it was a couple of schools that would pursue me at that time. All Hollows being one of them, Powell Memorial, which is down in Manhattan at the time also Rice High School, which is up in Harlem also. Um, and Hayes actually. So, but uh, I, I, you know, a couple of them was offered me some scholarships and everything. And I, and, I had to see what was best for my family situation, situation, single mom and everything. And, uh, you know, um, and it happened to be all hollows or hollows. The, the coach carry, which is an old coach. He just retired. Um, was great. I was his first recruit actually. Mm. Um, and it was, uh, it was, it was, it was amazing. It was, it was an amazing place for me. I mean, it was not too far away from home, a couple of train stops away. Um, so that's how that came about, I guess. Uh, you know, so uh, yeah, I, I was thinking about rice, of course, which is right in Harlem. Um, but, um, how, how do you, guys, cause, cause even at that time, rice had a pretty substantial name, obviously power Memorial had a good reputation yep, yep. as well. What, uh, and I, and I don't know what all hollows reputation was at the time. Right. Um, how, how do you say no to those two specifically because they're in Manhattan? So, could be a little easier to get to potentially, but um, how, how do you say um, yes to All Hollows? You know what? I mean, you know what? I, I knew some of the players that were going to the other places, and uh, 
um, I wanted to make a name and, 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 and do things for myself and everything, you know? So, I mean, everybody can't be a star and, 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 uh, <clears throat> and you don't want too many guys in one place, you know? Right. So what I said to myself is, you know what? If he goes an opportunity that I have in the hollows and just, I'm just as good or better than the other guys and so on. And, and so therefore, you know what? Hey, listen, they got some players that are hollows, some players that hay, some players that power. That's what's going to make it very competitive and everything. And, and, and I decided to go to all hollows because I knew that I'll be a, a, I'll be a big fish there, you know? Mm, mm. Yeah. So, so at that time though, um, how, how, cause I, I'm naive to this. How was Ohalo's faring in comparison to Power Memorial and Rice at the time? Was it, well, yeah, it, it was it was it was of course Power Rice, um, all Hollows. You know, those were pretty much the three at the time. And then you had the your hazes and stuff like that. And everybody had some players, you know. Um everybody had some players back then, of course, and every year it got more and more interesting. So the the the, the power schools were actually and there's always also Talentine also. Yeah, you know, mm. like Nicholas of Talentine, you know, so it was Talentine, it was all hollows, um, Bronx powerhouses. Then you had your, um, then you had your, your rice and, and your power, of course, in Manhattan schools. So those four schools were pretty much the top, you know, at, at our, at our, um, in our league, you know. Okay. So even though you were making a name for yourself, did you feel like the team that you were joining at Ohalos could compete or could be like a powerhouse with your addition? Or did you feel like the, 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 it was all even, even killed now that you joined? You know, it was like a good balance of power now that you joined. It was, it was a balance. I mean, everybody had, like I said, everybody has some, some name players, you know. Um, <laughs> and that's what made the leagues one of the toughest leagues in the country. Um, you know, so, and it still is one of the top leagues in the country, but everybody has some some players, you know, everybody didn't go to one spot, you know, and, and, and that was fan that, that, that was what was great about it. You know, I mean, myself and I had a supporting cast and then I had, a um, um, Hayes would have some guys and, and Tom Tom would have a few guys and, you know, Mike Moses and all those other guys, uh, John Johnson. So everybody had at least two or three players, four players that, at any given day, anything could happen, and and that's what made the league what it what it is today. You 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 mentioned the supporting cast. What were you? Did you come in playing with uh, with our guy Tony Childs, or was Tony he? Tony Childs is, uh, is my best friend. Tony Childs is, uh, and that was a great interview you guys had with Tony. It was it was fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but uh, you guys did a great job. And, um, you know, Tony came in four years after me. He's actually four years behind me at All Hollows. Okay. What happened with Tony is um, I was graduating um, and he was coming onto the scenes and everybody wanted him. So I just simply had a basketball and I said, I, I gave it to him. I, he said, here, this is your next four years of uh, uh uh, this could be your ball for the next four years, you know, because I was graduating, of course, and, yeah. and now he's coming in as a freshman. I'm leaving as a senior. We also had a good friend of ours, Troy Truesdale, right. um, which is right from um, he's from Highbridge uh, with Tony. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we kind of beat up Tony a little bit and tell him, this, this is where you're going to go, man. You know <laughs> I mean, we're going to keep this 
tradition going over here. You know, you know, uh, <laughs> point guard is leaving, and, and you're you're an unbelievable point guard. So here goes the ball, and you from High Bridge, and and Troy was from High Bridge, and everything. So the rest is history, and uh, so we he decided, and he had opportunities to go elsewhere also, but he decided to go to All Hollows and everything, which is great. I find it interesting because you were a senior, him being a freshman. Um, usually in my high school experience, freshmen and seniors weren't necessarily close um, just because, you know, there's a huge age difference. Mm-hmm. How did how did that gap bridge between yours relationship? It, it was it was to me, it, just, it was it was so natural that, you know, it, it, it's a. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm leaving, I'm going on and, and, and you're coming in and, and you know what, I know what my experience was like. So through our conversation and this is what your experience could be like even better than mine, you know, so, hey, let's take a, take advantage of this stuff. You know what I mean? And, and so it's like passing the torch, mm-hmm. you know, um, and looking out for one another, you know, and, and that's what we did back then really well, which is look out for one another and take care of business, you know, in the 90s and you know, late eighties, nineties and so on. So did you but, play uh, and and he followed my lead and, and and he was he was fantastic. I mean, we also we always I won a Bronx Manhattan shot title. We always we he's my best friend as you know, but so I won a Bronx Manhattan title. I never won a city title, but he won the city title. Right. So we mm-hmm. say we both won it. Ah, right. that's you know, we we both won because of the fact that he never won a Bronx Manhattan title. Gotcha. <laughs> I did. And I never won a city title, but he did. You yeah. know, so, we yeah. you know, overall, I mean, we, 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 we won it, you know, and the school did. But, you know, so it was, it was great. It's a blessing. You, you played with Troy Truesdale, right? Yeah. You guys were on the same yeah. team. And yep. rest in peace to him. I know he passed away. Yes. About nine years ago or so, um, tell tell us some story because I I personally I don't know and I can't say I know enough and it, I'm sad to say that because I know he's a Bronx product. We're Bronx mm-hmm. products ourselves, mm-hmm. but I just up until recently I really didn't know much about him. What what is the legend of Troy Truesdale? Well, Troy Truesdale, um, they used to call him TNT. He was an amazing <laughs> amazing basketball player uh, when he was being recruited. Coming out of high school, um, I um, we used to tease. I told him that I I got him into college, of course, because I used to have to give him the ball all the time. You know? <laughs> so, uh, but Troy, I I was just uh, when I played with Troy, I, it was amazing because all I had to do was just throw the ball anywhere near half the ba- uh, top of the backboard or by the by, by the box, and he would just go get it. So wow. it didn't matter. I mean, he jumped so high that that he would just go get the ball wherever you put it up there. And um, he always used to say, I used to miss a lot of layups coming in because I knew who was coming behind me to, to, to put it in and, and dunk the ball. You know what I mean? Right. So we have our little, little, uh, we used to have our little, um, little scenes or something like that. But it, it was a, Troy was an amazing young man. He was being recruited by a lot of schools and he decided to go to Iona College. Um, Steve Burt, right? Senior. Yeah, Steve Burt and everything, yeah. But he was being recruited by St. John's. Lou Conasek was in our gym all the time. And, mm-hmm. and so there was a lot of those guys, uh, Louisville. Um, and he decided to stay home. You know, his mom, he was very close to his mom, of course, um, and his family. So, But he became one of my best friends also once we, we played together for four years at at, um, at All Hollows. I, I heard a rumor, and I, don't, I, I actually don't know 
where this is going to go. But I was told to ask you, there's some story about you and Troy. Maybe you guys competing against each other. I don't know what it is. If somebody said, tell us the story about Troy Truesdale, does that ring a bell at all? Um, there's quite a few stories, okay. so I don't know which one is. Uh, what, whatever the, the legend of, I, I don't know. There's some like, some. Uh, I think it might have been Tony Child. He was like, ask him about the Troy Truesdale story. That's um, all That's I all mean, I got. <laughs> there, 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 there were a lot of them. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, I'm sure everybody saw the last dance with Michael Jordan and stuff like that. I, 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 I hate to lose myself in it. Uh, so we would go at it, you know, I mean, back in the days, I mean, those guys. You know, I'll, I'll lock up the locker room and close the door and say nobody's leaving. Uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> so we have to sit down and and iron this stuff out. And guys have to leave and stuff like that. And sometimes things got a little hairy. You know what I mean? And uh, right. you know, and Troy being six seven, six eight, and I'm five eleven. It didn't matter, man. I'm a tough kid from Spanish Harlem, and uh, you know, we uh, we had a great deal of respect for one another. You know, but uh, those things had to happen in order for us to be successful. We were very successful those, those, during those years, mm. you know. But um, but there, there there are so many of them. I don't know. Uh, I would have to ask Tony which one he's pertaining to. But you know, I mean, those are those are. Um, and then when we played, forget about it. I, I, at one point, I thought Troy never even knew my name. To be honest with you, because he always used to call me Puerto Rican. <laughs> Uh, you know, that's no lie. I kid you not. He used to, he used to just call me Puerto Rican, and I'm like, "Go it up, Puerto Rican!" <laughs> say, "Hey, Puerto Rican!" Wherever I was at, so that that was amazing. Um, you know, and then we used to travel together, him and I, and we just became very good. Um, you know, he was just a great, great, great guy. Unfortunately, it took him too soon for us, but uh, he was a uh, he was an amazing young man, well liked all over the place, and. Uh, you know, he was just—he was just Troy, man. You know, and I miss him, and I got a picture of him in my office. But uh, um, it was, uh, like I said, I, I, if we ever do something like this again, I'll ask Tony what story he's pertaining to. But uh, it was so many of them that, you know, we played together also in the parks and everything. And right. uh, he would come by and pick me up and everything. And um, you know, we would just go and, like I kid you not, I didn't think that he knew my name to right before he passed that's so funny your whole life he's just calling whole, you puerto rican life, he called me puerto rican you know <laughs> <laughs> and that, that that was that was pretty interesting you know and, uh, so. you're the whole island to him that's basically <laughs> yeah, what you was I, I, man listen I, you know i couldn't figure it out and you know the the, the silly part about it is that i responded all the time he called me Puerto Rican. So so what am i gonna do you know here goes my big he was I, 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 he would say that I, um, I'm his big man. He was my big man, and I was his point guard and stuff like that. But uh, you know, I mean, we had a great relationship, and uh, so nice. Uh, take take me take us back to the locker room um, experience that you just shared. It was that like when you locked the locker room. Was your intent was it to like solve a problem, fists and like did you know, whatever got to go down? Or was it like you gonna have a strong conversation? Or either. No, we, had a solve, we, had, we, had, we had to solve a problem. I ain't gonna lie. We had to solve a problem, and uh, <laughs> and then nobody was leaving until uh, you know it got solved. And uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, and I was at the door, of course. So anybody had to come through me. So all they had to do is, you know, bum rush me. But uh, back then there was respect, also. You know what I mean? Right. And, uh, we didn't play that stuff. These days is a little different out here. These days with with the kids and stuff like that. You know, but back then, you know, we knew what time it was, and and and. 
it was interesting because right after that, I mean, we get back together again. These days, you do something like that. These kids will take it with them the next game, the next day, and they, they want to do whatever. Back then, we just, you know, we, we figured it out. We took care of it. And it was back to normal because we we had a common goal and and we were teammates and we we were brothers you know and we want to to win and and take care of business and that's what we did you know that's what we did you know we would talk about it we would hash it out we'll come to blows whatever it was that we had to do to make it happen and then you know when we when we got the same uniform on we all together we against the other guys man right you know? well, were these were these problems mostly from like off the court stuff, or was it on the court? Like, oh, you know, uh, they didn't pass the ball when they were supposed to. Or, or no, whatever. it was uh, uh, some things that just had to be done. Sometimes, sometimes it was on the court stuff, and uh, you know, and then we just had to get after each other. You know, right. sometimes um, if something happened outside of it, which one time it did, you know, and we had to make sure that we took care of business. You know, I mean, we had a tough crew. You know, it was a tough crew, you know, and, and, and Coach, you you don't gotta say no more. I don't want you to I don't wanna put you in a situation where you gotta snitch. You no. we keep going. <laughs> Cause I, I know you're doing your little salsa dance around the question. I don't want you to have to divulge anything we don't need to talk no, about. No, no, <laughs> I want everything. No, I want everything, coach. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We good, we good, we good, we good. I, that was in the 90s, man. That we we good shit. That was a long time ago. <laughs> so so tell me something. Um I, I know, you know, you had a really good run high school, you know, through your high school career. Um Played against a lot of big names, a lot of really heated battles. Just given the time, I know there was crazy competition. You mentioned some of the big powerhouse schools. How how does that translate into your opportunity to go to college, right? Because I've we've heard from others that have been on the show. Like, you know, if you take the mid '90s as an example, there were so many kids coming out of New York City going D one. And every school had one, at least one, if not multiple, mm -hmm. right? And so that drew attention from all these different schools. So you would like, you know, there's players that benefited from that that weren't necessarily the focal point of those coaches that came to these schools. Was the era, was your era similar as far as the schools having so many talented guys that all these schools would just jump down on, on a bunch of talent? Yeah, to some to some degree because, I mean, we, we had guys, uh, um, I mean, I graduated college 80, 85 and 81. It was all hollows, but you know, it was actually the eighties, but uh, um, um, yeah, we did. We, we, we had, we had some players. I mean, Mike Moses, uh, uh, Vern Giscom went to UConn. Mike Moses went to Florida state. Um, Alvin Lott went to Iona. Troy, of course, went to Iona. Yeah. Stevie Birch of the world, you know, so there was so much competition, yeah. you know, um, you know, similarly to, to, way it's not I would say it's a lot different back then. I mean there was a lot more players. Uh, I, I would think. You know what I mean? I mean players that 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 um were players, man. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So um you know it, it was the same, but I mean I think back then was even even more so that 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 that, that you had all these coaches coming to these um you know to these schools. And also because the college coaches had a great relationship with the high school coaches, mm -hmm. you know, um, and and it was, it was back then it was, it was 
like the Irish connection, man. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> Coach Carey's Irish. You know, you got these guys that are in college that, you know, I mean, they, they, they hang out and they're buddies and they're boys and stuff like that. So, but, um, yeah, back then it was, it was really, you know, it, it was tough. It was tough competition. How do you end up going to, to Long Island and Dowling College? Um, there was an all-star game, uh, the wheelchair classic back in the days, you know, um, and what happened was that, uh, hold on a second. um, so it was, it was an all-star game. Um, and I, I had some opportunities to go elsewhere and, um, Hey, listen, I know my, what my economic uh, situation was and, and, and I did well in that game and, and I was told that I had the opportunity to go to school for free you know, which is a H-E-O-P and also um, they'll give me half of a scholarship in H-E-O-P. At that point, I didn't mind. It doesn't have to be a full scholarship or whatever. My pride was not that big, you know. I knew my mom, you know, couldn't do it otherwise. So what did I do? I said, you know, that was the place for me. You know, it was not too far away from home. I didn't want to leave mom, actually, not too far away from home. Um and you know and, and and that's how i wind up over there and, and it was a great situation for me I, I lived out there for four years lived on campus you know he goes an inner city kid you know going out there in, in in suburbs and uh you know i mean it, it made me who i am today to some degree you know and and then i had a couple of friends of mine that that came from um you know that were from the south bronx that were from harlem also that was, you know, was going to that school and, and it was just a great situation. Mm -hmm. But like I said, it was combination of my, um, um, combination of, uh, of, uh, my scholarship and the H-E-O-P that I didn't have to pay. I didn't pay for anything. Mm -hmm. That's dope. I, I know the school is no longer up and running anymore. They went through some bankruptcy issues, but, uh, but it's, I mean, Putting putting kids from from the inner city out in Long Island, even though for somebody who's not from New York, they aff affiliate all of that as one thing. It is quite a different life, right? A whole it different is. environment. It is. I mean, you 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 would have to, you know, it it, it it is. I mean, being from the city and going out there, you it's night and day. You would think you 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 were somewhere else. Yeah. You know, you were somewhere else, and then running, you know what we used to do every day in the streets over here in, 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 in Harlem and stuff like that. And, and then when we go over there, it's everything is shut down by a certain time and everything. And uh, so it was pretty interesting, you know, was it, a, was it, was it a clash for you coming from the inner city, Spanish Harlem going, going to your college? Was it like a, uh, like a culture shock for you? It was to some degree because sometimes <clears throat> you wonder at the time, do I belong, you know, mm -hmm. being a Latino, you know, Spanish Harlem, you know, and then I go to a predominantly white school, mm -hmm. you know, um, and then um, I say to myself, you know, do I belong here, you know, and then the first days of classes and everything, you know, so it was interesting. It was a kind of a culture shock for me in the very beginning until I, you know, until I got acclimated to things and everything. And I'm like, wait a second, man, these guys are not better than me. I belong here. This is this is this is what's up. You know, um, then I became the, the president of the of the of the dorms. You know, I became the president of the dorms and everything and was running stuff. And I was like, yeah, you know what? This is what's up, man. <laughs> they so gave, he was a leader. They gave they yeah. gave you some power. 
It was a yeah, rap. They shouldn't have done that. Forget <laughs> about it, man. <laughs> you know, I, I was a president of the dorms. And, um, you know, it's funny because my um, I wasn't not even nominated in the ballot, actually. But my um, oh, my my boys and everybody. Uh, they they of, stuffed the ballot. They they know they wrote me in. They wrote me in. So it's like all of a sudden I got more votes than the guys that are on, on the ballot. On the ballot. actual ballot. So, <laughs> and I thought they were joking. I said they said, "Well, Ed, you're the president of the the, the dorms." And so I said, "Get the hell out of here, me shit! You gotta be crazy." <laughs> <laughs> and then they was like, "Yo, here's how we're gonna run things." Oh so no, they- <laughs> for sure, for sure, man. You know, we were the only ones up there during the uh during you know winter break vacation and all that stuff. You know. Right. Right, right. Only the basketball team. Forget about it, boy. We just got <laughs> a lot of demands on me, man. <laughs> Yo, so you, you've uh-huh. been you've been coaching for uh, how long now? Almost two decades. Um. Yeah. Since the Tony. Uh, yeah. 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 So you and and I don't know this for a fact, but you have to be one of the current longest tenured coaches in the CHSAA. Active coaches. Um, this is this, this, now. This is scary. Uh, I'm probably, if not the oldest, the, the second oldest in the league. Mm. I think that we have uh, the guy from Mount. Yes, uh, Tommy Freyer. Yes, is probably the only one that's been there. You know, longer than I have. Mm-hmm. You know, and in the whole league with the Bronx Manhattan and Brooklyn Queens, I am, I believe, the oldest in Brooklyn Queens. Got you. And so, now that is kind of crazy because it's, you come in and, you know, you come into this thing and, and you, you, it was actually, I remember like I was the youngest one there. Now all these guys are gone or passed on or retired. And uh, here I am now, you know, one of the oldest spokesmen or, or, or coaches, you know, in, in, in our league, which is a very interesting. You, you started though, was it Tony Childs who introduced you to coaching or kind of pushed you into yeah, it? Yeah. Tony, um, um, I volunteered back in the eighties. I volunteered, um, with him. We both of course went to Ohio and I was doing some real estate at the time and, uh, Marco was not that great. So I had some time in my hands and, you know, Tony would tell me to come by and, and help out with him and, and the kids and everything. And, and, and I did it, you know, and I was like, okay. And I, and I loved it, you know, and volunteered and I gave back, you know, and helping him out, which was fantastic. Then uh, I forget what year it was that um, Tony was, I don't think he was even actually pursuing it, but it happened that um, he had an opportunity to go to Manhattan College yeah. with Coach Fran Fischella. Um, and, um, that's what he did. So I thought that was the end of my reign. Little did I know, just like when I gave him that ball and say, here, this is your, this is, uh, uh, this is your team. Of course, it could be a team now for the next four years. He said, Ed, why don't you take over for me? I said, I'm not going to take over for you, man. I'm not, shit, this is it. I'm not, you're gone. I'm gone, man. You know, right. you're my man. Now, man, uh, he convinced me and then I, I, volunteered another year and stuff like that. And then um, uh, the rest is history. I stood there coaching and I enjoyed it. Of course, I, as my alma mater, I gave back to the kids. Um, and uh, he was in Manhattan College. And we, of course, we were always in communication. And uh, like I said, I've been coaching ever since, man. Thanks to Tony. 
you you have mentioned um, about the, the 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 differences between the kids back in your time, as far as a player, and now the kids now that you've been coaching. I wonder how have you been able to be effective as a coach, as a communicator, and juggle those two worlds of like what you are and who you are versus who they are as people. I, I, I tell you what, just what you see is what you get, man. And, and you know, and, and, and one thing that I didn't, I haven't changed, you know, um, you know, I haven't changed who I am. Um, and I say it the way it is. And, uh, you know, as long as I say to myself, I'm still doing this, as long as I'm still effective in helping these kids go on to college and to become young men, then I will continue because they have a great deal of respect for me. I said, the minute that they stop disrespecting or so on, then I can't do this anymore, you know, but they have a great deal of respect. And I think that's what's important. That's what keeps me going. Um, and, and I'm making a difference in their lives, you know, and, and helping them. I don't care whether it's division one, two or three. To me, it doesn't matter. I say it to the parents, I say it to them, my goal is to make sure that you go to college, you know, mm-hmm. at, at any particular at any particular level. I don't determine that level. You do. Because mm-hmm. your style of play and the way you play. These guys make a lot of money out there. These college coaches, they know who you are if you take care of business. You know, mm-hmm. it's far too often that goes on now, you know, everyone wants to blame a coach or a high school coach or so on and so forth. No. These guys have enough, they play enough basketball during the summertime. They are seen from everybody and so on and so forth, the AAU. And then when you come back, they think that you can, you're going to just do this miracle thing that, you know, okay, you're going to point the finger. This guy's going to go to, I don't know, St. John's, UCLA or whatever the situation is. No, these guys know who you are. You know, if you take care of business, you will be seen. That's all. It, I always say basketball will take care of itself. Mm. You know, it'll take care of itself. So, you know, and, and you put the work in, you work hard, and, and, and you, you, will, you will reap the benefits. And, and that's the bottom line, you know. You mentioned to me um, you don't approach any of this, you know, your, your role as a coach. You don't approach it as I'm your coach for four years. You look at it as a lifelong partnership with everybody. Absolutely. I, I don't I – don't, I don't, have a kid. Uh, I'm the director of admissions at all uh, at, at Bishop Lachlan also. So, you know, um, I say to the kids, especially when they come in basketball wise, this is not a relationship for four years. This is a relationship for 40 years plus, you know, wow. I, I got guys on my Rolodex right now that I coach Ronald Ramon and all those guys. I can pick up the phone and we have great conversations, you know, and I help mold those guys to become young men, mm-hmm. you know, and they have a great deal of respect. That when 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 this stuff happened to me, the brain aneurysm, I didn't believe that this kid was coming back from 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 Pittsburgh to make sure that I was okay. I get emotional even talking about that stuff, but that's what it's all about for me and for us. And I make sure that I that I let that be known from the very beginning. It's not about wins and losses. It's not about that for me. You know, some people, everybody wants to win. I mean, come on, that's why you do it. Yep. So right. you know, it's, it's it's very simple. You know. But it's more important, that, you know, what the type of kid that you're gonna you're molding this kid to become, in life, in mm-hmm. life, the, 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 does he have, you know, does he look back and say, you know, oh, we didn't win that game, or, or, or thank you for 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 helping me grow as a young man and become the man that I am today, and that's what I get, and that's what I'm so satisfied. Uh, 
that that to me is 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 more than you know wins and losses, man. You know, I mean, I can tell you games that I should have won. I mean, what do you want? And I probably blew the games. I don't, you know. But you know what? Hey, listen. At the end of the day, like you know what? The toughness that 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 you that you um, put these kids through, you know, and, and and things that you you make sure that they remember are the things that that that's going to mold them for the rest of their lives, man. You know, and you got to be tough on them. And and some people are afraid of being tough on very good players. Yeah, they are because of the fact that yeah. they're going to leave, they're going to transfer. You know what? There's nothing you can do about that. You know, and I, I can't get wor- I can't worry about that because you know what? I tell you what, I don't have the statistics right now, but a lot of kids that left me, uh, even from Bishop Lachlan, that's gone um, that's gone on, not successful. And I'm sorry to say that. You know that, they, and, and that's not a knock on them. They want to try it, but they, you know, I mean, things that I've been telling, I, I told them. Same thing that happens. So it goes around in full circle. Right. It goes around in full circle. So, you know, I mean, you want them to do well and you want them to make a good decision, but the grass isn't greener on the other side all the time. You know, most, and most times it's good. not, that's unfortunately not. the reality. And then, you know what? And then they, 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 you know, they, and they get mis misguided and, and everyone is an agent mm-hmm. um, and everyone wants to be part of and, and what have you. But, you know, sometimes they got to stay grounded and they got to stay put, you know, and that that's important. But, you know, you can't tell them what to do, of course, but you can, you can. Um, and, um, you know, they'll make the decision. Then when, when it doesn't work out for them, like I have a situation now that somebody says, I won't say a school, but uh, I told this uh, lady was going to come to either my school or another school. I won't mention the other school. And then the lady just called me up the other day. Could I help her out? And, and, and I sh- she should have listened to me and so on and so forth. And I said, well, that's okay. And I still was trying to help this, this person out, you know, and, and, and guide him in the right way. And nothing bad. I'm not mad or anything like that. Right. You know, I, want, I want the kid to be successful. And that's what it's all about, man. You know, that's what, whether the kid's with me or where, whomever he's with, but you want them to be successful. You want these kids to really, you know, achieve and, and, and take care of business. So, but that's, that, that, that's beautiful, man. I just want to say, if you haven't already, you got a lot more recruits coming your way from this interview. Let me tell you something. <laughs> yeah, we we about to sign up. So uh, make some room on that <laughs> roster. Least, yeah, man. So make some space for us. <laughs> don't worry about it, man. Hey, listen, man. I don't turn my back. I will close my door, man. And especially guys like you guys are knowledgeable. You're always welcome to come in, man, because hey, they don't. Don't tell me that I'm gonna believe you. I'm gonna walk into your house. <laughs> hey man, you could man. They, they, listen to me, man. It, 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 it's fantastic because one thing I, I try to tell these kids, man, that you know what, knowledge is power, man. And, and all you guys can come in and, and like I said, my door is always open because I want to make sure that these kids understand that you know it's not like right now. This goes way back, and the knowledge that you guys give them is is is, is amazing. Now, some are going to take it, some are not going to take it. Yeah, We know that. But mm-hmm. you know what? And I keep on telling them, I bring back guys all the time just to talk to the kids, man. That's what's important, man. I mean, you know, and, and unfortunately, sometimes these kids these days do not listen. Um, your mother. These days, do, these days do not listen. But you know what? All you can do is do what you do, you right. know, mm-hmm. and, and that's what I do. And, and to make it easier and better for them. And hopefully, um, you know, some will catch on and, and, and the others will be a slower process. They'll catch on a little later. But, you know, it's, 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 it's a great it's a great thing, man, working with these kids. You, you Coach, have, I have a 
Go ahead, go ahead, Mila. I'm sorry. I have a quick question about it. Take, take me through the difference of you, the coach on the sideline, versus you, the person or the mentor that you are. Because you strike me as a very even-keeled person, but you mentioned the word excitable earlier. Like, you know, before the, the brain aneurysm situation happened, you it seemed like, you know, you would get very worked up. I've, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen coach pull a, a George Lopez on the sideline and turn bright red. <laughs> I've seen him. I didn't know him, but I've seen him do that. <laughs> right, right. So a, is there a distinction between you, the sideline coach versus you, the mentor? Um, you know what? It's, it's a fine line. You know, I mean, you, you, you coach hard, you know, um, and you want the best for the kids while you're coaching them, of course, because you want to win, of course, you know. And also, you know, when you're not coaching, you coach them hard because you want to make sure they understand life. You know, so, you know, it's 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 a fine line. And then you got to get them on your side where, you know, you, 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 don't, you don't worry about telling them the right thing, mm. you know, uh, whatever they want to hear, in other words. Right. You know, you want to tell them the right thing. What, what, this is what it is, man. You know, and sometimes they listen, sometimes they do not. And I have a, a special relationship for every single one of my players because everyone is different, but yet the same. Mm-hmm. So you have to have that, you know, so I'm patient enough to have that relationship with, with every single one of them because everyone is different. Everyone is different. Every one of the economical situation is different. Mm-hmm. The household is different. So you have to know that, okay, whether it's it's living with a single parent, with both parents, you know, what's going on in his life. So, and I happen to know that about my players, Hmm. you know, because I I, I speak to their parents. And, of course, when I speak to them, you know, when we have our one-on-ones, it's like, you know, wow, this is very interesting. So this kid is different than the other kid. So I can't, can I yell at him that same way? Can I go Hmm. after him that same way? You know, um, how do I get this guy? How do I reel him in because of the fact that he needs more of a TLC because he's not getting it at home? You know, so you have to know everything about these players. And 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 I'm old school and, and, and that's been with me since way back when, because old coaches did it for me. You know, so that's important. You know, and I, I think it's – and that's what makes my job, you know, blessing and is very easy for me to do, you know, because, you know, you ask my kids, I'm one of them. I'm one of them. I'm, I'm not, you know, going to – Let's see. You know, let, you let's, see if, let's see if that's true. What, what are you listening to these days? <laughs> Salsa. I bet you nobody on your roster even knows who El Gran Combo is. No, they do. They do? They do, man. You practice? They do. I, I play some Spanish music. They tell me they tell me to turn it off, oh. but I put it on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Coach G, what's up? You know? You know? But uh shit, you know. So I spoke I spoke to Ronald Ramon. Um that episode actually may release after yours uh debuts. But he uh when when I brought you up and, and the conversation came up because uh Justin. Is Justin that's over there with him? Justin. Justin, Justin Champagne. Champagne, yes. yeah. So I had mentioned, and I remember watching the, the Champagne brothers at uh, 
it was like the quarterfinals or the semi. I, I can't remember at Fordham right, right, a couple right. of years ago. And um and I'm like, yo, so how's it going? And then we started to talk about you and that connection. I didn't realize you guys, he you had coached him. And as soon as you know, we started going down memory lane and talking about you, like he lit up. And I knew there was a special relationship there. And he was just like going on and on about kind of you know what you've said already, right? You that special relationship you you develop with your players. Mm-hmm. Um, that it was immediately apparent there, and Randy Williams is another example, right? Um, and by the way, you're welcome because I had coached him a little bit before I sent him off to you. So um, <laughs> I, I'm gonna take you. I'm gonna take, you. I'm gonna take all that credit. That's, that's uh, all right. He's a great kid. You know, more importantly than his basketball abilities, he's a great kid. He's a man. great kid. He's a really good human being. He's a great human being, man. I tell yeah. you what, that that that's that that's a blessing. He's great. But you very very intelligent too, and yes. a very smart guy. Yeah, you. So you've had the opportunity over over your coaching career. Um, you know, it's been been a nice ride so far. You've seen a lot of kids. You've developed a lot of good kids that have gone on to play collegiately, earning themselves degrees. What have you seen as kind of the the common? characteristic right because you everything is up and down up and down like not everybody's going to follow the same path what what have you been able to identify as the common theme that's like here's here's why these kids were successful have you been able to kind of figure that out i think that the 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 ones that separate themselves are the ones that work harder okay you know i mean talent is one thing but really want it. You know, uh, I got a guy, Javon Pinkston. He went to Villanova, of course. That was my first year at, at, at Lachlan. Uh, Brandon Frazier went to Fordham University, led them in scoring, you know. So, and I mean, the list goes on right now. We, I got a guy that uh, uh, is at University of Cincinnati. He may put himself in the draft, Keith Williams. Mm. Uh, he's a junior. Um, I got another one, Adrian Nunez. He goes to the University of Michigan. Uh, he's a sophomore. Um, and then you got the Champagne brothers right now that are one is in Pittsburgh and the other one is at, uh, at St. John's, you know, but it doesn't stop there for me, you know, and then you got, you know, Marquise, I coach Marquise, um, Noel, of course, now he's, he's, he's in Arkansas and he's, he calls me all the time. We call each other and he's a great, great, great kid. You know, last year he left me and went somewhere else, but he's been, you know, he calls me up and, and. I'm like a mentor to him and we have a great conversation and he always says, coach, I never should have left you, you know, but it's, it's okay. You know, as long as he's, you know, he's prepare himself for success and that's all that matters to me. You know, I mean, I don't get too caught up on who's leaving, who's not and so on, but you know, it's important that, that these kids is hard work. I mean, you know, and they, they, you can, you can tell like the Keith Williams and Adrian of the world that goes to Michigan the Marquise, uh, Javon, they wanted to put that extra time in there, you know, which is important. They, 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 uh, and they were big time players, of course, you know, mm. I mean, they, they, they had the nice size and they knew that they had an opportunity, you know, they had an opportunity and, and, um, they said, let me take full advantage of it. And they took advantage of it. So, which is great. They went to the top colleges. I have a question regarding your coaching philosophy. Um, I know you, you, you're you very individual when it comes to your players, right? Like you're saying, this kid might, might need TLC, this kid is me. How do you, how do you have an, a, a, a balanced coaching philosophy that kind of you're allowed to just be yourself, but you know 
who to apply what to. Like, how do you delegate that? Because I, I just thinking about that, like you have 15 or 12 players, how do you, like, they all might be completely different. How do you manage? And, 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 and this, this, this is something that's very interesting. And that's a great question because normally let's say I have 13 players. Um, everyone is different. I got to treat them all the same, but yet everyone has a different attribute about them that, you know, you, you can't, you know, you, you do, you do different things with, with, with all of them, but yet, you know, there's, there's common rules and this, there's, there's a, uh, there's a uh, rules that everybody's got to go by, of course, you know? Sure. Um, so you, 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 you got to put those in place and yet know what's the situation with each one of them, of course, you know, and what's going on in their personal life, you know? So it's not easy. In other words, it's not easy, you know, um, there you go. My brain aneurysm. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to you keep know, that together. You know, put, put, put all this together. But I, I, I'll compound that with a little bit more because I'm, I'm a little bit more involved. And, and a lot of coaches are involved. But I am also take care of the whole basketball program, So, which is the freshman in the JV. Ah. I don't coach him, but I oversee them. You th- like, a, like an AD capacity? Well, well, it's it's it's. I'm not the AD, but I, I, I oversee the bas- – I'm in charge of the whole basketball program at Lachlan. Okay. Right. So, which is the freshman, the JV, and varsity. And varsity B. We have a varsity B. Yep. So, I'm in charge of all of those guys. So uh, It's a lot to it's manage. A lot. It's a lot to manage. It, 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 it's, it's a lot to manage. It's right. You know, and I got some good younger coaches in the low levels and, uh, um, you know – which last year was their first year with me, and I knew that, that, that they some good good guys. And but that's what it is. And then I got to delegate. I got to take care of them, so that it can make my job a lot easier. You know. Mm. So, but like you said, I mean, I'm the, I'm the oldest. I'm, I'm the oldest uh, uh, coach, and I've been I've been through this a lot. Uh, I've been through enough of it, so that I kind of you know how to delegate and take care of business. You know. Mm. Let, let's talk about the the local landscape um, a little bit. Because you've seen it through many decades, both as a player and as a coach, um, where we are now with, I, I guess the, the best way to describe it is, a, a, I guess a flight from, you know, the, the traditional way of going through high school, uh, going up the ranks that way. Like, you see a lot of kids, we talked a little bit about it earlier, they'll, they'll, they'll be quick to, tr- uh, you know, transfer somewhere if something might be if they might be getting you know dogged by the coach or whatever or they go to a prep school or there's a reclassification like there's so many different things that are now commonplace that are in my in my from my perspective taking away from the popularity of our local game right um because you don't have a lot of times i don't even know that the kid is from new york because he's probably he's playing at some school further away somewhere that doesn't get enough local love but nationally, you know, they get a lot of love. And so how do you look at that landscape and how do you, I wouldn't, I don't want to say compete because I know you're not really necessarily, you know, recruiting kids in high school, but there is a level of loss, I think, of, you know, local talent because of all the different dynamics that are going on. I, I, I you know what, it's, it's a shame that all that stuff is happening. I would wish that more of our kids would stay homegrown and stay put. You know, like I said before, um, the grass isn't always green on the other side. You know, it may appear to be, but 
you know, when you go full circle, you see that it's not, you know, um, you know, so I would wish that more people will stay grounded. And back then there's a lot more was to me, I guess, I'm going to use this word. You know, I don't use it too loosely, but loyalty, mm. you know, mm. loyalty. I mean, you know, right now, I mean, these kids are jumping ship in a heartbeat, you know, and, and, and it could be their economical situation. It could be whatever it is, you know, it could be somebody's giving these guys a pair of sneakers and, and a sweatsuit and, and I'm a parent. I don't have to worry about that aspect. So, and you know, some people take advantage of that and say, shit, all right, good. Yeah. I'm going to keep on doing that. Meanwhile, it's not costing this guy anything for him to do that. Right. You right. know? So, I mean, you know, it's, it's loyalty, man. I mean, you know, you try to try to get the right, I tell my guys and my younger coaches right now, you know, we want players, but we want the right players. Right. You know, we want the right players. We don't want any player that, you know, yeah, you, we want some good players. We want some talent. We need the skilled guys and we need the talent, of course. But we, we, we want to minimize that because everybody's not going to be happy if you get too many of those guys, right. you know. And uh, But you want guys that, 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 of course, can play the game, of course. But you want the right players in your building. You want the right character kids that's going to that's gonna, that's gonna, um, mold your program and, and what you expect them to do. You know, that's important. Um, I have a quick question regarding, um, you know, you talked about you were overworked, you know, right, right before your brain aneurysm. I wonder now, like after, you know, the hospital and stuff, are you seeing your future in, both in coaching and Lachlan or whatever you've been doing prior to? Is there anything differently that you are going to do going forward or you can do going forward to kind of lessen the blow or maybe all the stress that you had on yourself? As yeah, I, I will. I will. I will, I will. I will fine tune what I'm doing. Of course, um, haven't decided that as far as that's concerned yet. Of okay. course, um, and when I do coach, um, it's going to be at a. Uh, I have to adjust also myself, you know. So it'll mm -hmm. be different for me also. Um, from I told my coaches the other day, I had a meeting with them, a, a Zoom meeting. I said that uh, um, they better get used to actually having a seat. Uh, because uh, have a seat uh, for me to have a seat uh, next to them because I, I normally never sit down. So now they're gonna have to have a, a extra chair now for <laughs> me on, on the sideline. You know, so it's um, you know I, it'll be it'll be different. It'll be different. But it, like I said, I, I think I'm in more in control of my 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 body right now and my and myself. You know <laughs> um, that I know what not to do to get me worked up. Gotcha. You know, you know and the it's triggers. probably easier said than done because it's going to be situations and, you know, when you're coaching and everything, you know, I just cannot let it happen. You know, right. if I want to continue to coach. Right. You know, um, and believe me, that first game, my kids are going to be watching me very closely and they're going to be saying a lot of things that, uh, although that, that I shouldn't be doing, trust me, I know yeah. that for a fact. So, yeah. you know, um, it, it'll, sure. it'll, it'll get very interesting because of the fact that they'll be watching me with a close eye and, you know, and, and, and I'm going to be conscious of that. And, you know, um, we gotta my get daughter, especially, she says, well, she's right here with she, me. She's going to be right there next to you. Like, you better <laughs> yeah, chill out. Uh, she's, yeah. <laughs> she's, 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 I tell you, it's my number one fan. So she'll be the first one to say, uh, dad, you cannot get excited or that I don't think you should coach anymore or whatever. She'll be the first <laughs> she gonna pull, she gonna pull the plug immediately. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, 
but uh, I want to give it a shot, and I'm, I'm, we'll, we'll be fine. No, you know, like I said, it, it'll be it'll be something that that's uh, looking forward to it. Well, maybe maybe you need to hire her as an assistant with you. So I told her, I told her she should be. She doesn't want to, but you know, I tell you what, she's been around it long enough. And she was right, a, I bet so she she knows all about it, and she knows the players and everything. So, you know, I I, I tell you what, she'll be good at it too, but. Let me let me t- let me let's talk a little bit about like the future of coaching, right? Um, there was a and and you're kind of right in the middle of this, so you you I know you'll understand this. Um, there was a legacy of coaches, right? You had lo- being a long tenured coach in the CHSAA was common, right? You had people that would spend 20, 30, 40 years as yeah. head coaches at whatever school, they were synonymous with those programs. That has been less so these days, right? There's mm-hmm. been a lot of turnover. I, I feel like the, the lengths of time, the stints have been a lot shorter, um, generally speaking. Not that I think one is better than the other, but having an established program, I think over time lends itself to producing more consistent results, whether that be pro or con, right? Depending mm-hmm. on who's leading that program. How do you look at, the whole concept of passing the torch when it is time for you to hang up, you know, and not wanting to coach anymore. Uh, h- how do you look at that? Cause you got, you know, like if you look at the coaching trees that are very popular in the NBA, right? You've got people that come from Popovich and you can very easily trace that back. And there's a very similar philosophy. Do you think that holds any value and, or is something that is happening within the CHSAA? It's not happening. Uh, sometimes I, well, it, I shouldn't say it's not. I think that some schools are trying to recruit some of their ex-players, um, which would be kind of equivalent to the the family tree. Yep. You know, for the most part, um, all guys that they've coached. You know, if they want to get back into coaching or what have you. Um, so that that is, I see some of those schools are doing that. Um, some of schools are, 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 when they're moving on, they picking the, the best candidate, you know, for their program. Um, I, I like to think of, of myself personally, you know, um, I had some, some turnover, but even lately now, uh, I would like to think that these guys would be from my family tree, you know, and that's why I'm having meetings and I learned, you know, it took me late in the game, but. Now I'm, I'm doing more things with, with my coaches now because I want that to happen. I want to have some sort of legacy that, you know what, uh, they learn from me, yeah. you know, and being an, one of the oldest spokesmen in our league and stuff like that, that's worth something. Yeah. You know, that, 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 that's worth something. I mean, when I came in, it was all a bunch of Irish guys and everything. And I was one of two Latinos in this league what, that got the head coaching job. Mm-hmm. I think wow. Oliver was one at St. Raymond's, and then it was me. Wow. You wow. know, so it was not a lot of guys that, that can say that. And, of course, I had a relationship with those guys, and I continued. And, you know, the rest is history. But it, 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 right now, like you said a family tree. I, I don't, you know, every, every a lot of programs right now have AAU guys coaching their – High school In their programs. Right. Right. Because they want – you know, of course, to get them players to win. You know, there, there's so much stuff. I mean, I'm going to keep it real. You know what? I mean, <laughs> I, I don't play that stuff, man. You know what I mean? If you, if, 
if you're uh, you're gonna come to that school, you're gonna come to that school to take care of business, and, that, and that's the bottom line. You know, I'm not gonna hire, sell my soul, and hire a guy from ABC, you know, AAU program because I'm gonna get this guy, that guy, or this guy, or that guy. Listen to me, man. Maybe I am too too old school, but you know what? Let let's do it the right way. Let's do it the way we've been doing it, you know, all along, and then the rest is gonna take care of itself. You know, that's that's my philosophy. Yeah, you know what? And there's there's something to be said about that because you don't have to adapt to what's new. You could you've been doing it for so long, it's been working for you, you've had success, and your success is not doesn't necessarily have to be in championships. Your success is in those students that you graduate, for example, and that do come back and that you have supported and they continue to support you. So I I, I com- commend you for that for sure. And, and I tell you what, and I don't have these statistics, but in the last X amount of years, I'm probably uh my uh and i can get this for you um my assistant has this uh coach gerard but i probably one of the top 20 game winners in the last 10 to 15 years wow what okay i'll i'll get i'll get that for you but yeah no uh, don't we take it no we're taking that as gospel we don't do any fact checking over here so if you said it it's gold i I will definitely i would definitely do that i'll definitely uh uh, and i'll confirm that in the last years that i've coached you know how many 20 20 games uh, winners you know and and like i said this is not college this is where, where that really resonates but you know what that and also the guys that I put into college. Yeah, that's that's what it's all about for me. Sure, you know, forget about the wins. I, I you know, I, I don't even know why you mentioned that, but forget about that. But the guys that I put into college that were eligible. Ah, that's also an important that factor. That was eligible. Now, there's a lot of programs out there that are decent programs that have none, no, no knock on public schools, no knock on nobody. But you know what? The bottom line is that. You know, I mean, I'm I'm in tough waters over there in Brooklyn, of course. You know what I mean? They don't they don't think I don't think they still respect the the, the Spanish guy over there. You know what I mean? But it's all good. But they overall they gotta look at you know my guys going to college compared to 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 in this I could say you know compared to those guys that that send their kids to college yeah. that are eligible right away. How many how many would you say how many kids would you say you actually were able to send to college? That you've coached ballpark. Wow. I know that's hard for Man, you to keep track of. That's, that's, so a, that's, a, that's a large number because you know what? I'm not only talking division one. I'm talking division two and yeah, three. I'm talking college right. period, right? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, I mean, it's so many. I, I don't, you know. I, I tell you what, my goal every year is to uh, uh, everyone. All my seniors got to go to college. Last year, everyone but one he was hurt. Mm. Um, um, so again. Um, and that's what I pride myself on. And I, I can probably get that information for you. But every year where I have four or five college uh, seniors, they are going to college. They may wow. not like, they may not, it may, they may not be the college that they, they, that they, they want to go to, right. you know, because everybody thinks they're a division one player, of course, <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> but you know, I and mean, let's keep it real. You know what I mean? Right. But you know what? It's like, and at the end of the day, when you go full circles, like, you know, this, this kid wound up in division two or division three and is mad at me, but it's okay. He's mad at me because he didn't go to wherever. It doesn't matter. You're yep. in college right now. Right. Make the most bust of their, it. Bust their tail there. Okay. And then if you want to transfer, go ahead. And then now you can transfer with a college of your choice and, and make some noise, yep. you know, but more importantly, you go to college. 
Yes. Right, but I mean, I, I think even those kids that get mad at you, I think that, you know, they have to look themselves in the mirror. Like, are, they, are they talented enough? Because, you know, like you said, college coaches, they're, they're, they're looking for talent. It's not like they're, they're not going to gloss over any talent just because of anything. Like, they want talent, so they're not going to pass up anybody. So the fact that you got them in college, that could be something you use right there in a pitch to, 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 to students everywhere where, hey, look how many kids go to college that are eligible. Hey, side note. No, we're you're, working you're, together. I mean, we're working together, baby. You, you, you know what? And 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 I don't. And I know those. I don't know the numbers actually, but I can get that. But I, my point is that I know that exists within me. Sure. But see, I personally, you know what? I don't have to do that. Okay. To kind of let these guys know what it is. You know what I mean? Do you right. know it or you don't? Yeah. And then right. we we'll take it from there. You know what? Right. It's not about. It's not about me. It's about what, you know, it's about the kids, man. Sure. You know, and sure. it's about making them young men. Um, they come into me as boys, man. And, and my, my goal is to have them leave me as a young man. And that's important. That's you know, Yo. that, that's important, man. Because, you know, what? if you do that, and some grow into that. Some do not. Some, right. you know, some take a little longer than, than most. And I understand that. You know, I understand that, but you know what? You, all you could do is try and, and take care of business. So, you know that that you, you you can make it happen, man. And and you don't give up on a kid. And and that's one thing I don't do. And and sometimes I mean I'm frustrating when I when I don't when a kid does not uh, get it right away or you know what have you. But you know you you can't you, you can't save everybody, right? Coach, I, I, have, I, have, I have one right, last right. question for you, and it's what advice would you give an aspiring coach, right, to to do the right thing and, and build a legacy and a program that they can be proud of? Um, it's a different – play, play salsa music at practice. I was gonna say be Latino first, right? <laughs> no, this, this, this you know uh, this this era is a little different, man. This, I tell you what, this era is a little different, man. Yeah. Uh, because, like I said, everybody thinks that they are are, and they are good players. Don't get me wrong, but everybody thinks that they are that player that that's supposed to be Division One or whatever. Uh, and I tell the kids, you know, um, you have to be able to tell the kids the truth. Mm-hmm. If you're a young coach, you got and you can't be afraid of the truth. You know, and you can't be afraid of a kid leaving you or the program because you tell him what it is. You know, um, I think that at the end of the day, he'll respect you more. And maybe the parents should respect you more because you told them what it was and what it is. And um, I think that's important. Um, now, that doesn't happen too often because young coaches do not want their best players uh they have to keep them around. So they're going to tell their best players what they want and they're going to let their best players do whatever they want to do. Right. And that's, that, that's a mistake. Yeah. That's cult, that, that, that damages that, the culture. That's a mistake. And, 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 you know, um, and, and that happens, that happens today in, in programs and, and what are you going to do? You know, I mean, I would lose because of the fact that I discipline a kid in a certain mannerism because he didn't do what he was supposed to do. Meanwhile, right before a big game, which I've done, and uh, I'm looked at like, you know, I screwed up, I effed up, and so on and so forth. Meanwhile, if that kid would have played, you know, the results probably would have been different or maybe not. But would that kid ever learn a lesson or that lesson? You know, um, 
And meanwhile, you lost the game. Meanwhile, everybody's mad at you. Your team is mad at you. That kid is mad at you. The family's mad at you. But they lose in sight of what's what's the real, what's the bigger picture here. Right. What's the bigger picture here? Is it a, is it a win a game? Right. Or is it to teach this kid that, you know, the next incident that he can do like this could be his life? Mm. Yeah, they don't put it in that perspective. Uh, I mean, yes. put it in perspective that that could be, you know, that that it could be something different, man. And that's a, and that that to me is more important than than in a basketball game. Everybody wants to win. That's why you coach, man. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me you don't want to win the game. I mean, we put the best players and so on. But the same thing is going to happen. You gotta you 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 gotta you don't want to sell your soul out there. You you want to make sure that you do the right thing, you know to your program, to your players, to your parents, and they may not be happy. Has happened before. They may not be happy. They may want to take their kid out or whatever. It has happened before. What are you going to do? Absolutely. I got to say uh, real quick, I'm in, the, I'm in the Bronx, so if you hear music, man, it's... Uh, the bachatas on smash over there right now. We're, 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 we're over here. <laughs> It's Spanish Harlem is is calling, calling you back. That's what's happening. <laughs> but um, I just want to say real quick. Um, I mean this with all sincerity. I I really, really, really appreciate you. But I also I think you're planting your seeds the way you are. I think we need more of it because the truth is I see too many coaches, too many players sell their soul for the wrong reason. You know what I mean? And I believe that a lot of those players and coaches later down the line regret it. Because it's not worth it, you know what I mean. And then those kids don't grow up to be the best player they could be, or the best person and man that they could be. And we need to formulate more great young men versus just great players. And I think you're starting, you're doing that already, and you've been doing that. I just want I, to I, 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 I thank you for that because from, from the young, from the young men, and they, you teach them ethics and everything, and they're gonna work that much harder to get where they want to get to, you know. So. I, I think, I mean, I agree with you. I, I think it's, it should be more of it out there, and uh, I'm sure it will be, and, and it, it is. Everybody just does it differently, that's all. You know what I mean? There's a lot of good young coaches out there. I think they just do it differently, and, uh, you know, some is behind the scenes. You know, like I do a lot of things behind the scenes, and I, let's just hope it continues because this is a different, difficult culture these, these days. It's a difficult culture and a different uh, breed of kids these days, but uh, – all we can do is continue to, to, to put them in, the, in, in places to, to succeed, and hopefully they will. Coach, it, it was a pleasure having you. Uh, we wish you continued success in your recovery and your eventual uh, move back onto the sidelines. Uh, pay attention to your family. Listen to oh, your daughter. For sure, for sure. Listen no, to your no, daughter. Definitely. Uh, and matter of <laughs> fact, uh, I'd like to um, – I'll say this. After my first – Game or two, I want to come right back on the show. Bet. Deal. Matter of fact, that. Uh, we're going to look yes. at that schedule, and we're going to go to that first game. We might catch that'll you be, right after that. That would be great. I'd yeah. love to have you guys as – as, as I'd like to have that at home, but I'd I love to have you guys as my guests, and uh, we'll, we'll have a nice it, – it'll be a nice little outing, man, and, and I, I welcome that, as a matter of fact. I appreciate that. that. You're on. I appreciate hey, that. Hey, as – 
We'll go as long Only as you see. Only if you bring your brother, man. Only if you bring your brother. Man, got, got to. Got to. <laughs> hey, hey, no, a guy from the Bronx going to Brooklyn, man. I, you know, they don't like that, I'm, man. See, I was going to say that. Like, the Bronx, we don't really go to Brooklyn and you vice versa. I, I'm trying to tell you. Hey, hey, listen to me. I know. Why? I'm from Manhattan. I wasn't going to Brooklyn when I first got the job. I'm like, shit, I'm not going over there. I'll tell you what, though. We'll bring them a phone go. And the tostones, uh, and then we'll we'll come man, through. Listen, man. Bring it, bring it. <laughs> Yo, coach, man, hey, um, have a great we're rest. Gonna, yeah. we're gonna go. We're gonna go so long as you stay seated on the sidelines, man. Don't stand up. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna stand, trust me. I'm gonna stay. I, I will actually. I'm gonna start off. I'm gonna start off at the seat. I'm Your daughter's like sitting though. down. My daughter just said, "Yeah, she's not gonna stay sitting down nah, too long." Right. I'm gonna start off sitting down. But uh, I, I don't know how long I'm gonna stay there. But yo, you know. we're gonna yo. we're gonna we're gonna pick up our stuff and leave and give you pow pow if you stand up. <laughs> so make sure you stay seated. <laughs> yo, my brother, man, um, blessings to you. Keep keep doing your thing. Um, hopefully, we get out of this COVID nineteen crisis nice yeah. and easy. And then I, I can't wait to see you back on those sidelines, man. Thanks a lot, brother. I really appreciate you guys, man. Much success to you guys, man, and and love and. Uh, We'll talk soon. Anything you need, just give me a call, brother. Thank you, man. We'll do. And, thank you. And shout okay. out to shout out to your daughter for for hooking up the Zoom. Appreciate right, you. Yes. Thank you, love. I told thank you, you. by my side. I told you. <laughs> Stay next to your daddy, baby. He's leader. <laughs> All right, y'all. Have a great weekend. All right, take care, take care man. Take care. All right, now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dribble and Dimes. If you like what you heard, please leave a review or comment wherever you're listening to us now. Check us out on social media as well. We're live on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. On all platforms, you can find us at D-R-I-B-B-L-E-N-D-I-M-E-S.